This is Channel 253. In this episode of We Art Tacoma. I was going to say, we've heard, for those who have read at a live creative colloquy and those who have now read at a Zoom, how weird it is. Because, you know, we all have ourselves on mute so that we can actively listen to the story. And then it's just kind of the silent, like, snapping of the fingers or clapping of the hands. And you're not actually, like, you're not exchanging that energy in a way where it's like... are we done? Did you did you guys like it? <laughs> so, I think we should we should probably unmute for applause. I think that'd be a good idea. Channel two five three is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. This is the We Art Tacoma Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of We Art Tacoma. I'm your host, Eric Hanberg. I'm producer Doug. Producer Doug, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm taking advantage of the high-quality audio here in the studio. (laughs) So, uh, sound producer Doug, in this episode, we talked to Johnny and Jackie about uh, Creative Colloquy, which is a writer's event. It's coming up Monday night. And we also talk about like what it's like to create art during a pandemic, during these times. Are you working on anything during this, or is the stress of the world just uh, too heavy on your shoulders? No, I've laid down 11 of the 14 uh, lead vocals, uh, 11 of the 15 lead vocals that I have to do for my upcoming album. Wow. Yeah. So you're you're being productive and I am and being stuff. productive, but there are those gulfs of a, like one or two days in between each successful uh, vocal period where I'm where I'm adrift. <laughs> yes. I'm doing all right. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely uh, yo-yoing back and forth yeah. between emotions of we're going to get through this and then just dread and existential crises. And in this episode, uh, listeners, um, Jackie actually talks to Eric a little bit, so you get a little bit of an yeah. Eric. She even interviews me a little, a little bit. bit. So listen up. All right. Welcome back to We Art Tacoma Pandemic Edition. Uh, my guests today are uh, Jackie and Johnny. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Uh, could both of you uh, just do a quick introduction of yourself for our listeners? Jackie, you've been on before. Why don't you go first? Uh, so I am Jackie Casella. Uh, many know me as the founder of Creative Colloquy. Uh, I've also been known to be your local booze slinger. Over many, many years now, um, and a foodie writer for the Weekly Volcano. Yeah. And I'm Johnny Eberly. I'm a writer here in Tacoma, and I'm uh, most well-known as the person who's usually at CC. (laughs) What an honor to to have the title. (laughs) Well, welcome, both of you. Um, I want to just uh, talk about uh, Creative Colloquy and what you have going. You have an event uh, coming up on Monday, but before we get to that, Uh, Let's get to know both of you. Uh, Johnny, what kind of stuff do you write? Uh, So my interests are all over the place, Uh, primarily fiction. Uh, I've got a soft spot for um, really pulpy sci-fi, but also kind of whatever, whatever tickles my fancy at the time. I'm currently writing about pandemics. Funny that. (laughs) It's in the air, literally. (laughs) Uh, Jackie, are you working on anything? You know, every time I think that I am, I just, I feel a little stumped. I'm kind of spiraling down a, uh, a vortex of just kind of 
I wouldn't say depression, but definitely um, less writing about the projects that I was working on and more just kind of writing as a coping mechanism. Mm. So yeah, nothing that feels productive. What were you working on? I was in the process of working on a cocktail book. Oh, nice. Um, with recipes and uh, tales from the rail, kind of stories from my experience over the years. Um, and then also writing a uh, collection of um, like memoir style essays, just, you know, about life and all that jazz. But um, that project seems definitely like it's just too deep of a dive like I already kind of fell in a funk and mm. and sometimes that takes a little more emotional energy than I'm willing to invest <laughs> yeah I, I think one of the things you know when I think back to like early parts of the pandemic there was this you know like how are you going to use your quarantine and what great works of art will emerge from this time and King Lear was written during a pandemic and you know we heard all of that um and then there was a pushback to it, which is, you know, like, actually, let's just all try to get through this together. Um, but then there was a pushback to that, like, hey, you know, sometimes getting through it is by you can learn a new project. And that's a really good way to get through it. How do you all think of this this topic? It's a it's a big meaty one. I'm curious. It is a meaty one. Johnny, you wrote about the pandemic and creating during the pandemic. So I'm going to let you chime in here. OK, um, so I wrote a blog kind of a few weeks into being locked down in my house about how I was having such a hard time writing. And I think when we're in the midst of these sorts of things, we think that we're going to be taking really copious notes um, to use later. And we're going to have all this inspiration and really we're just getting through the day. Yeah. And I feel like that feeling lingered for, for weeks for me. Um, it was a, probably a, a good month or so before I was able to write anything besides a blog about how I couldn't write. <laughs> um, and once that block was out of the way, um, I've found that writing a, about what's happening now has been helping me process about how I'm feeling and also kind of capture for later how it feels to be in the midst of it. Because I know, you know, in a year or two, when this is behind us, it's going to be hard to remember in uh, some of the details. So much. So trying to capture bits and pieces of the weirdness. So I want to zoom in for a second. Uh, what specifically helped you get from, like, what helped you actually write? Because I feel like sometimes, especially with writing, because so many people have, you know, the story in the back of their head or the novel or the whatever it is, um, and everyone thinks they can do it because it's just a Google Doc. Uh, there's no special tools needed. So I'm just curious, what, drill in, what really helped you start getting things on the page? Do you remember? The thing I remember most vividly is going down a, a Wikipedia rabbit hole um, partway through uh, that first month of the Black Plague mm -hmm. um, and all these weird and macabre things that come out of it and the, you know, the plague doctors um, and that just sort of kept spiraling and I'm thinking, well, that would be kind of a weird thing to bring back now, but also I weirdly relate to this other period in history and um, and then suddenly... Uh, I found that in the middle of the night when I couldn't sleep because I was anxious, I was I would roll over and grab my notebook and jot down these these strange notes, these images, and it, it really was a matter of letting things sink in for a while and finding a connection to something else that 
felt relevant all of a sudden that I never would have thought about before. Yeah. And giving myself time to put those pieces together subconsciously before it, it clicked. Yeah. I, that's really interesting going back to the, to the, to the black death or the, that plague, because what, what I remember is like during, uh, this is a really random example, but like during the Vietnam war, um, like Robert Altman made the movie mash about the Korean war. Like he, he, you know, he did it about a different thing, but he was very much talking about what's happening now. And I can, I can see that there's a way to both uh, engage with the current topic while also talking about one that's several hundred years old. That makes sense to me. What kind of stuff have you been uh, working on since, since you've been getting the creative juices flowing? So I've been working on uh, a story that's specifically about plague doctors uh, but in the modern era, so mm-hmm. kind of about what's happening now, but kind of not. And hopefully I'll be ready for, for CC on Monday. Cool. Uh, and then I've been working on... You're putting the some... marker out now, so it's got to be ready. Yeah. Now it has to Listen. be, yeah. If I say it out loud, I'm going to have to deliver now. <laughs> yeah. I have how deadlines work. expectations here, okay? <laughs> Jackie always has big expectations. Uh, of course. <laughs> Never. Yes. You, you, were, you were going on about something else you were working on, too? Um. Just a couple of short stories, um, you know, things about bread baking, because I'm doing lots of that. Um, things about, you know, I'm wearing a mask, but others are not yes. around me and that weird social disconnect. Yes. Um, I don't know if any of them are going anywhere, but at the moment, they make me feel better. Yeah. And if nothing else, that's helpful. Have you read the 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 novel Sourdough by Robin Sloan? I have not. He also wrote Mr. Penumbra's 24-hour bookstore or bookshop. Ooh, I can't remember. That's so good. I love um, that. Yeah. The sourdough is, is really wonderful. And it's about, um, it's like techie in San Francisco and baking sourdough that might be sentient. Um, and it's really delightful in so many ways. It's, it's one of the most delightful sci-fi-ish books I've read. Um, and it's really having a moment right now because everyone's making sourdough. <laughs> And now I feel like I have to change my premise because I feel like I'm inadvertently ripping this off. Uh-oh. So. Uh, well, you, you've just <laughs> I'll, I'll you haven't read it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I've been working on, I, so I haven't actually done anything with this, but I did come up with the idea of a, of a murder mystery set during this pandemic, like setting something right now, uh, you know, really trying to produce it by the fall. So like you have a lot of conditions where, you know, like everyone's at home, You've got Zoom calls, maybe, you know, the, the killer's wearing a mask so you can't tell who it is. Like, kind of have this thing percolating in my head. Um, I just need to uh, to do it. I actually, so one of the things that's been working for me and has worked for me for a long time when I write is taking a snap, just like how many words did I do in a day? And it's not that it's like I'm competing with myself, but it, I gra- I literally graph it over time so I can see this like Excel chart climbing of my word count and then that's motivational for me to see like this climbing word count um that's been my trick is going super excel nerd over my my books <laughs> that's brilliant honestly it's it's that, been really I nice feel better about my word count if i if i did that way <laughs> and then i and then i and then the other thing that's motivational about it like my new the new novel that i just wrote semi-human um it took me two years but then I look at the word counts and I can see the word counts per day. And it only took me like a hundred days of writing. Now there was a lot of thinking between those hundred days as they were spread out, but I was like, wow, maybe I should start trying to write these faster. So anyway, <laughs> that, that's where, where the I've process, been. Though, the creative process, a lot of that is what happens in your brain yes. and how you kind of 
it's it's a lot of more thinking than actually doing i think yeah. more often than not it feels that way yeah i i've been only writing nonfiction now and it's nothing to do with anything that's happening um i just find that that like everything is harder right now it's like you know being underwater um it's just taking more energy more time so i am i am grateful to get the words out on the page that i can um between everything else it's it's a challenging time for sure yeah as a parent, Eric, do you, because I find myself documenting my children a lot right now because we have an excess amount of time together and I think that they're feeling a lot of feelings and, and they're kind of processing things. And so a lot of my writing is kind of focused on, on what they're going through. Do you find yourself doing that as a parent? I keep, uh, I, and I have done this since 2014, I've been keeping a daily journal um, and it's really something that's been like a way to remember what happened in any given day. It's not trying to record deep emotions or, you know, writing down the bones, like what's her face says you should do every morning. Like it's, it's just an attempt to get a, a, a chronology of the day down so that I can pick out days because what I found for the first two years of, of Hannah's life, like it was just all this giant blur. And so then when Simon was born, I was like, I don't want this blur again. Um, I used to be able to place things like, oh, this happened and it was this year because I know I was a junior in high school. And then mm-hmm. with work and everything, like those tie, those things that mark time just got so far apart. Um, so that's been my answer is the journal. And it's been really helpful recently in this pandemic because like, you know, what did you do last Wednesday? Like, I don't know. But at least I have something written now where I can remind myself. And if I get caught, if I get behind only like three, four days, uh, it's a, it's a, I almost can't pull back what I, what I did. Like I have to do it the day or the day after because otherwise it's just, it's just lost. But most of the journal is about my kids. It seems like, cause yes, we're doing a lot of things with them. So that's where my, that's where my writing about them goes. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So, uh, Johnny, you're going to be reading at creative colloquy on Monday night. Is that right? That's right. Cool. Uh, Jackie, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about what Creative Colloquy was. Let's do, let's do Creative Colloquy in the before times. What was, what was can it? Can we remember that far back? Yes. What was it before, before this iteration? It feels like a fairy tale almost. Um, so beforehand, I think where CC really shined was at the monthly event. So we gathered every month. Um, had open mic featured readers and really just an opportunity, I think, for writers to kind of gather in a space and, and share space and, and share stories in, in a welcoming but vulnerable kind of area. Like, you know, it's such a diverse group. We have poets and we have short stories and we have essayists and, and people write about different genres. But um, it was a really great space to just kind of like show up, have a cup of coffee or cocktail um, and listen to some good stories and, and, and see relationships or ideas kind of stem off of um, those get togethers. And, and I think that's where it shined the most. We do also have a literary um, online platform where we publish stories every month and we do have an annual publication. Um, but I think those opportunities to connect were, um, were really, you know, just so valuable and, and such a big, big part of what creative colloquy is and a a, a a crawl right every fall and the crawl every fall which is essentially like 
of just a big old shebang. Like we would host 15 different readings, some themed around genres, some themed around just an idea, um, and then invite folks to essentially bar hop from location to location and kind of choose their itinerary. So while there were 15 events to choose from, five of them are happening each hour at the same time. So there, there really was a little something for everyone. Like if you love poetry, you could just see poetry for the whole night. Um, if you love sci-fi, there was probably going to be a little something there. Uh, and we really tried to, I think, challenge what storytelling is with those, um, which we don't necessarily do with the Creative Colloquy monthly gatherings, but we would include live music, painters, um, crafting, trivia, um, all kinds of just weird, funky stuff to just, if it, if it were in the realm of storytelling, we were going to try to include it in one night. So yeah. that was a good time. That's very cool. Um, and then how did you start adapting to the pandemic? Well, initially we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, not really knowing how long it was going to last and, and not knowing what it was going to look like. The, the closure of restaurants actually happened on the same day that uh, Creative Colloquy's sixth birthday was supposed to go down. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And so, you know, we make a big to-do out of that. There's cake and there's a raffle and there's live music. Stephanie Ann Johnson was going to be there. It was going to be a party. And then um, as that date was nearing, it was like, that's, this isn't, this isn't going to happen. Um, and so for the first month, we, we just kind of, you know, we're like, let's, let's see what this looks like and let's see what this happened, like what happens and, and evaluate. Um, but it became really clear that, that the CC community, like we, we miss each other. We, we miss having the opportunity to share stories. And so, um, for me personally, I was hesitant. I was like, I don't want to do cyber things. Cause it just, a, a part of what makes CC so special is these kind of interactions in person. Yep. Um, and I didn't want to taint that in any way. Um, but once I let go of that and, and just went ahead and, and set up the, the meetings, um, I find that while it is a different dynamic, it's still just as satisfying. Like we still have this opportunity to to connect. And um, since we've opened the floor, we kind of did it less of an open mic style and opened the floor so that there's more conversing in between stories. Um, I think that's kind of exactly what a lot of us needed at the time. This is Alaska Airlines mileage plan MVP, Nate Bowling, host of the Channel 253 sister podcast, Nerd Farmer. Hope and I are setting off on a new adventure. We're moving to the Middle East for the next few years and exploring a new culture. Don't worry, don't worry. The Nerd Farmer podcast isn't going anywhere. But do you know what is coming with us? My Alaska Airlines mileage plan. Here's what's cool. Alaska has more than 15 global partners, which allows me to earn and use Alaska miles even when I'm not flying Alaska. So if I leave SeaTac and fly direct to Dubai on Emirates on an eligible fare, I'm going to earn Alaska miles on that flight. That means whenever I fly home, I'm going to be racking up some insane miles that I can use to book future travel. If you have an international vacation plan, check out the list of Alaska Airline partners like Japan Airlines, British Airways, Cathay Pacific, Qantas, and a whole lot more. Enter your Alaska Airlines mileage plan number when you book with Alaska Global Partners and watch those miles add up toward elite status on your next trip. My thanks to Alaska Airlines for their continued support of Channel 253. Learn more at alaskaair.com backslash global partners. Johnny, have you been a reader at any of these previous uh, online ones yet? I haven't read yet online, but I have been attending to listen. And just like you say, Jackie, it's been really nice to see faces again uh, of people who do not live in my home. (laughs) And it's been... (laughs) 
um, it's been it's been a really good way of keeping connected with folks and yeah instead of doing the open mic it's a Q&A with the author at right after their story which typically you don't have a chance to ask them questions no. about their story at the event so um, because it's sort of a smaller group and because it's a little bit more intimate um, with just you know the being so close to each other <laughs> it appears to be in the camera that you're close <laughs> to one another um, there's really nice discussion and it's uh, brought in a lot of people who I think normally wouldn't speak up or normally wouldn't mingle um, with the group um, who would sort of hang out in the back or now sort of front and center and asking really, really interesting questions that are sparking really good discussion. And it's been, it's been really good for our community and for anybody who's feeling a little bit um, stuck or trapped at home. It's uh, an escape. Yeah. 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 I think it's a good cure for feeling that, that, that disconnection. And even if you're not creating, just having the opportunity to kind of, I mean, sometimes what we're talking about is, the fact that we're having a hard time creating. And I think that yeah. um, that's, that's beneficial to be able to connect with others that, that kind of understand, you know, that feeling right now. Writer's block is a very common thing for writers to write about. <laughs> it's true. It's um, so Johnny, what are you thinking? Are you, are you uh, nervous about Monday night's uh, read? I'm not nervous. Well, I might be nervous. That I disappoint Jackie. If the story is no sure, good, but we're all yeah, nervous about that. Nervous. Obviously. <laughs> Um, but reading in front of the, of people on camera, it's, it's a little bit different than doing it in person. You don't get quite as much of that live feedback, that sort of feeling in the air that you get, um, at an event, which I think I'm going to miss, but, um, I can wear my sweatpants to it, which is pretty sweet. That's very nice. And and go ahead, Jackie. I was going to say, we've heard for those who have read at a live creative colloquy and those who have now read at a zoom, how weird it is. Because, you know, we all have ourselves on mute so that we can actively listen to the story. And then it's just kind of the silent, like, snapping of the fingers or clapping of the hands. And you're not actually, like, you're not exchanging that energy in a way where it's like, are we done? Did you did you guys like it? <laughs> I think so, we, should, we should probably unmute for applause. I think that'd be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe that's a little bit. Make sure to unmute yourself and really give it up, guys. There's, you know, 20 of us. and. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was your, I was, I read uh, a story. This was years ago. I bet it, you were still one, but uh, back in in the days of B sharp, I was a guest MC and read a story and it's a whole different thing. Uh, it's the first time I think I've read anything like that standing in front of a group. Um, I, I was nervous. It's, it's not something I've uh, done really much of. Um, it's a, it's a different way of having people experience my writing. So uh, my hat is off to you because it's a, it's a hard thing, but a really wonderful thing once I actually did it. <laughs> you didn't seem nervous. I remember that reading. I, I do a pretty good job of not seeming nervous. <laughs> uh, There's a skill right there. Yeah, there is a skill. Um, okay, so we've established that it is uh, Monday nights during the pandemic, including this Monday night. Um, how can people attend? So the best thing to do is to follow Creative Colloquy on any, we have IG, Twitter, Facebook, um, message there, and then we can send a Zoom info. The Zoom info is the same every week. It's a recurring event. Um, we have every intention of hosting these through June and then kind of reevaluating what that looks like. So you can depend on us to be around every Monday for a while. Um, yeah, just reach out to me or Creative Colloquy for the Zoom information and then pop on. We are also live streaming it on Facebook. 
So if someone didn't necessarily want to um, participate in the Q&A, they are more than welcome to pop onto Facebook and, and just kind of spectate and, you know, hang out with us a little bit. Okay. Very cool. And uh, Johnny, if do you have a web a website, a place where if people want to see more of your writing or learn more about it, they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. My website is jweberly.com. Okay, we will put links to all of that in the show notes. Uh, final question for you all. I like to spring this on people. Uh, I'm curious if you would like to give a shout out to any nonprofit, business, individual in Tacoma who you just uh, really appreciate what they do for the Tacoma arts scene. Again, individual, person, business, organization, anyone you want to give a gold star to. I'm also soliciting guest ideas when I ask this question. uh. (laughs) Well, mine will be the same as it was before um, because I really do like she inspires me endlessly. And that's Christina Butcher at Blue Cactus Press. As far as it goes with um, bolstering the literary community and supporting them in different ways, she's doing a stellar job. Um, yeah, I picked her brain a little bit. Creative Colloquy uh, is going to be hosting some online workshops here soon. Um, but I, I definitely reached out to her and was like, hey, let me, let me pick your brain a little bit. So, um, yeah, she's amazing. Okay, cool. Johnny, do you have anyone? Jackie stole mine, but I will shout out the folks at Alma Mater who've given us uh, CC a home for the last, um, I guess it's been a couple of years now since that we've been there. Um, it's been a wonderful space and I look forward to when we're able to gather there again. Have you been at, doing it at Honey? Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Very cool. Nice spot. Yeah, it is a good spot. I, I still mourn B Sharp. Oh, yes. Because um, it was definitely like the epitome of all the things I had imagined when, when starting Creative Colophy. I was like, oh, this is this is our jam. Yeah. Um, but honey has been very good to us and they're, you know, they're delightful and they take good care of us. And B sharp is now, you know, parts of the Caribbean. So, uh, who who saw that transition coming? (laughs) I did not. When I heard the ideas, I was like, what? No. And I walked in and I was like, wow, they really really pulled that (laughs) off. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you both uh, for taking the time again. And uh, Monday night, seven o'clock, some creative colloquy. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks, Eric. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. We Art Tacoma is part of the Channel 253 podcast network. Check out our other shows. Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Move to Tacoma, Taco Man, Flounder's B-Team, Crossing Division, Citizen Tacoma, What Say You, and Give Me the Mic. This is Channel 253.